the I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you, a pathway where you unravel, heal and uncover on your journey back to you. Okay. We're now at a point in the journey of the I Make a Difference process where we've got a pretty good handle on the conditioned you, the hurt you, the human you, and the soul self you. Now it's time to actually do some unraveling and to explore what that involves and to provide you with some examples of conditioning that I've experienced and even up until just before doing this podcast and some of the tools and approaches I've used to help me unravel that conditioning. I'm Melinda Cates, your host. And interesting, when I was pondering on doing the Unraveling Your Conditioning episode, what immediately came to my mind was, oh, everybody already knows this. And it was this really defeated tone of voice, and almost like a what do you think you're doing, Melinda, type of voice. But I know it well, because I have heard that voice. That part of me inside me has said that to me many, many, many times over my life. I immediately went, thank you so much for presenting me with the perfect example of conditioning. Conditioning that is limiting. Conditioning that keeps me small conditioning that puts me in avoidance mode and that I can use as justification for not doing things and progressing. And I was so grateful that it came forward because this is a beautiful example of the conditioning we get in our mental state and thoughts and beliefs that we have. So the approach I took with myself to start working with unraveling this thought and belief was self-facilitation. It's an approach where you apply a facilitated approach with your own processing. Facilitation is defined as to make easy, to make it easier to work through a process and to make it easier to work through your processing in a process. A process being anything that moves from one point to another and that unravels and unfolds. So, for example, you have mental processes, you have emotional, sensory, physical, physiological. They're all processes. Your processing in the process is what you experience in the process that's unique to you. So my processing was, everybody already knows this, which was in response to doing a podcast on unraveling conditioning. So I took the facilitated approach, which was asking myself questions to guide myself through my processing so that I could actually look at how can I unravel this? So the question I asked myself was, so what is the issue with people already knowing this? And the response I got from that conditioned part of me was, well, no one's going to listen to it and no one cares or wants to hear it. So the next question I asked was, why do you believe that to be true? And the immediate response I got from that conditioned part of me was, well, look what's happened in the past. And my question then was, where specifically in the past 
have you experienced this, Melinda? When I've put things out before or I've, um, you know, when we were delivering programs. So I asked myself, how do I know they'd already heard that before? And the answer I got was, well, I got no response from them. And so I said to that part of myself that's conditioned, have you considered the fact that the reason people didn't give you responses or feedback was because they were processing what you had shared with them. They were feeling and thinking through the information that they'd taken on board. And you know that's been some of your feedback from people previously. In that moment, I was able to work with that part of me that had been conditioned to be able to help identify where it came from and to be able to look at it through different eyes and consider that there were other possibilities. The next step was what made it even more possible for me to let this go and to be able to move on beyond that conditioned thought, not go into my old pattern of avoiding. And that was when I said, who am I actually doing this podcast for? I'm sharing this podcast and I'm doing this because I know I'm meant to do it. And one of the beautiful gifts from it is that I've already had processing just even thinking about doing the podcast, let alone actually doing it. I also got to see and have many memories and examples come to my mind of conditioning of all different processes within me and about me. Memories I hadn't thought about for a while. And so normally my conditioned response to those memories would have been hurt and pain and sadness around what happened. But I know I had dealt with that conditioning where I'd actually grow my ability to heal the emotion attached to those memories and accept them and love them for what they were. But even in accepting and loving them for what they were, it was still a level of conditioning that I've become comfortable and used to. In those memories coming to me and me recognizing that, I was able to then look at what else have I not explored that will open up more pathways to my true self, my soul self, to the potential and the freedom of expression of who I am. And that's when I saw a big smile and I felt a big smile. And I realized one of the things that I hadn't fully done was really acknowledge how valuable and how cool those experiences were, even the painful ones, because they helped me get to where I am. And there were so many gifts and benefits that came out of them. Even that I was able to unravel some more conditioning for myself and embrace a new element to those memories. But in addition to that, the words that came through from my knowing were, and that's a change in conditioning for me because I would often look for reassurance from other people around this rather than my knowing giving me the reassurance, was, hey, people do know this. They know about conditioning, they know about unraveling it, but are they actually doing it? Maybe they know it from an intellectual perspective, but they don't know how to do it from an experiential and living it perspective. Maybe people have forgotten. Maybe there's someone out there who really needs and wants to hear this. I know it's as simple as I'm meant to be doing it and speaking about this. And what a shift in a very short time frame from, oh, people already know this. Conditioning. 
what you learnt, what you absorbed and took on board from others around what was acceptable and not acceptable. What you became comfortable with. Comfortable in that it keeps you protected, it keeps you suppressed, it's predictable, it's repeatable, it's familiar and you know it. So you know how to react and respond to it and you have a level of control over it. Because to do things that you're not conditioned around, to do things that are unfamiliar, can leave you feeling vulnerable. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to deal with it. And one of the most interesting phrases that often gets used when people let go conditioning and they discover their personal power, their true power, they connect to their true self, they discover the amazing qualities in them and become conscious of them, is they use the phrase, it's weird, or it feels weird. And I always say to them, is it weird or is it unfamiliar? And isn't it interesting that the most natural things to us, that personal power and our qualities and our true self, are the most unfamiliar things to us because of this human experience we've been through with all this conditioning. And that's what we're used to. I remember meeting a lady who had been in a relationship where she was physically and verbally abused. Now, how many times have you heard people make judgments around people in those situations where they go, oh, why did they stay with them? This lady had been raised in a similar environment. So she was attracted to a man who provided her with the comfort and safety of what she was familiar and used to. Now, she had actually found some strength in herself and had increased her worth that she actually left this person. And she later on entered into another relationship where she was treated with gentleness and nurturing and love and care and respect. She couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle it because she had no idea as to how to respond to it, let alone receive it. It wasn't predictable. She didn't know what was going to happen next. Her fear of being hurt in this situation was so great because she had no idea as to how to handle and manage not only what she was receiving, but what was going on inside of her. So she left that relationship through the process of sabotage and went back to the other guy. Because as human beings, when we don't have reference points that we can consciously remember, then sticking to our conditioning and what we know is our comfy blanket. As I said, it's predictable, it's readable, and it's familiar. But it also keeps us in a space that's limiting and restrictive. And if you want to really connect back to who you truly are in your soul self, then it requires the unraveling of your conditioning. It requires the unraveling of your mental processing, your thoughts and your beliefs, how you deal with your emotions, how you deal with your sensing, how you deal with your physiological, physical and energy aspects of your processing, both internally and how you express yourself externally. Now, the most obvious conditioning for unravelling is the conditioning that's limiting on us. 
one of the ones for me that was really significant was being raised where showing strength was how I got through in my family. So that was physical strength, verbal strength. And baseline, I am pretty strong internally anyway. But as I have mentioned previously, how I expressed it was pretty destructive. Add to that, showing hurt and crying was absolutely not strength in my world, as is the case for many people. It was a weakness and left you open and exposed to further hurt. Well, that was my condition, belief around it anyway. Whenever I felt hurt, my immediate response, or rather reaction, was to express some form of aggression and anger. And recognizing this was one of my conditioned patterns. In my healing process, I made a conscious choice that I was going to change how I express my hurt and change it from anger and aggression to allowing myself to feel the hurt and to express the tears as they came up. Now, as the universe or as my life process would have it, I had a significant relationship, a significant long-term relationship end a number of years ago. And I fell into so much of the emotional processing that I had been running away from and that I'd suppressed. It was a gift that it happened as much as it was as painful as hell. And one of the beautiful opportunities I got in that process was a chance to unravel that conditioning that I just talked about. It was interesting where it occurred though. And for some of you, you may not choose to do this, and I'm not saying you have to. It was my process, not yours. But I was sitting in Melbourne Airport, waiting at the gate to get onto a plane, and I was with my best friend and my colleague. We were talking about my ex, and I was feeling a lot. And suddenly the hurt started welling up inside of me, and the tears came. In that moment... I could feel myself starting to tense up and go back into that old conditioned way. And I consciously said to myself, I choose to accept and express this hurt and these tears. Well, I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. And it was so freeing to allow myself to honor my process and for that to flow through. And what is the natural human process which is emotions don't want to be suppressed, they want to be processed out. What was interesting at that point in time is my friend, who was supporting me, but also took some time to watch the responses and reactions to other people around us. And what she noticed with a number of the men was that they were looking at me like they wanted to come over and support me and see if I was okay. Many of the females were turned away not wanting to connect, not wanting to even hear or feel what I was expressing. And the children sat there looking at me with fascination and curiosity, and some of them even smiling. And what it highlighted was the conditioning of the adults and the freedom and natural expression of the children. Because the kids knew I would get over it and I'd be fine. Well, interesting, I got on the plane and... I sobbed and sobbed more. Yes, the people on the flight home got a bit of an airful of my crying. Still, 
I committed to changing my conditioning and I certainly did with that experience. And interesting, I'm comfortable with tears coming up anywhere now. If they're there and my body wants to process them, then why restrict them at any level? Conditioning can happen also at a physical level. Interesting, one of the carriers that came to mind for me was swimming. As a teenager, I spent many years swimming up and down and up and down the swimming pool. I was a competitive swimmer and did swimming training for years. When I was in my 20s, long after, well, long, a few years after I'd given up swimming training, I got back in the swimming pool because I wanted to be able to connect to that freedom that I felt in water. I wanted to exercise my body and I wanted to enjoy swimming again. But I noticed the moment I got in the pool, I could feel my body starting to tense up and start getting back into its old conditioned way of swimming up and down the pool at certain speeds, having to meet certain times. And I could hear my brain starting to churn over like it used to when I was swimming training. Luckily, I was conscious of this. So I was able to actually pause in the pool, take my focus internally and say to my body and my whole system, I give you permission to let go the way we used to swim in the pool. Those were brilliant years of swimming training. But now we come to the pool so that we can relax, so we can enjoy, so we can feel the freedom of the water. So when I was swimming up and down the lanes, if I did want to go a little bit faster, it came from a place of choice rather than conditioning. And I also stayed aware and mindful if my body started creeping back into that old pattern, that I would actually stretch it out, I would take it slower, and I would allow myself to feel the ease and the flow of the water. So isn't it amazing how much our body even gets conditioned? Another area I was conditioned, and it relates to suppression of emotions, which is probably the same for a number of us, was smoking. Every time I got emotional, I would reach for a cigarette. And as we know, when you take a puff of a cigarette, you essentially are pushing down and swallowing those emotions back down. I got very sick at one point, and as a result of that, I made a decision to give up smoking. In giving up smoking, what was really important was I found new ways of dealing with and managing my emotions. So rather than suppressing them and needing a cigarette to deal with them, I found healthy ways of processing them out and releasing them and working through them so that I could heal them. In addition to that, one of the other areas I was conditioned with was the type of drink I drank. <laughs> yep, it was bourbon. If I had a bourbon, I wanted a cigarette. So guess what? I gave up the bourbon. <laughs> and if I got emotional and had a bourbon, man, I really wanted a cigarette. <laughs> having changed my processing around emotions, having given up the bourbon, I actually have not wanted Maybe once I have, but essentially I haven't wanted a cigarette in the last 10 years or so. Unraveling is about unwinding, 
It's about unfolding. It's about undoing what you learned. And it does take consciousness. It takes consciousness of the thoughts that you have and any patterns you have attached to those thoughts in your beliefs, in your thinking, in your processing. And yes, it does take consciousness of identifying, have I got repeated thoughts that go on, that limit and restrict me, that are keeping me in a certain place, that's comfortable and familiar, like that snuggly blanket? Have I got repeated ways of dealing with my emotions that are suppressing them rather than allowing them to process out in a healthy way and be expressed? Have I got conditioned ways with how I work with and treat my energy? Am I blocking it anywhere? Have I got conditioned ways with how I deal with my physiological responses? Have I got conditioned ways with how I treat my body? You know, do you go all out and exercise and thrash your body and not give it any rest? Do you have to be in a routine every single day because that's part of disciplining yourself? Well, if you do right by you, you actually take responsibility for yourself. So you will do the right thing all the time. So discipline and routine become irrelevant. However, they are important as a step to getting to a place where you do start doing right by you because you need to unravel the conditioning of not doing right by you. But be mindful of when that becomes a conditioned process that becomes the norm and familiar because it will restrict you. Even thoughts like, oh my gosh, to unravel, it's going to take a long time. How many people say that and how many times do you say it? Well, you think it's going to take a long time? Guess what you'll experience? Good old belief, it'll take a long time. That is conditioning. It's about being able to say to yourself, hey, I've thought that in the past and that's what I've believed, but I now choose to let that go and be open to whatever length of time this process takes, it will take because it'll be right for me. And another conditioned thought that often comes to people is, this is going to require lots of hard work. Hello, said who? So if something becomes easy, you're going to make it hard for yourself because that's your conditioning is to make it hard work. Yet again, that's what I've believed, that's what I've thought, that's what I've done in the past. I now choose to release that and I open myself up to this being a process that I manage and it'll be what it'll be. It possibly will be uncomfortable at times, but it will also be comfortable, joyous and have some magic to it. Doing this podcast has helped me realize there's a word I use constantly that is conditioning of mind that I was totally unaware of. So it's incredible what surfaces at the time that you're meant to see it and become conscious of it. And that's the word so. I cut them out of the podcast. Please note if you start looking for them or start looking to listen for them. I realize I use so instead of the word um. Uh, I see now I'm saying um. I think I'm meditating. Instead of using the word um. I ask myself, why don't I use um? Why do I use so? Because I judged based on other people judging me and judging others for umming when they're delivering a speech or saying something as that's the wrong thing to do and you don't know what you're talking about. 
um can also be that you're pausing for a moment and you're just using that word to process and get clear on what you're going to say next. I get to see that I say so instead of um. So now it's okay that I say so. And this is one of the things with conditioning as well. Don't make it wrong. If you make it wrong, then you're back in a conditioned cycle of conditioning. Reinforcing layers, reinforcing your beliefs, reinforcing your behaviors, etc. Here's another one. Because words are an amazing way of being able to pick up where you have conditioning. Obviously, or obvious. How many times people say, blah, 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 obviously. They obviously weren't home. Uh, why was it obvious they weren't home? When people use obvious or obviously, the only person it's obvious to is them. Because generally the other person has no idea what the hell they're talking about. I found it really interesting that having spent so much time unraveling so many elements of conditioning that I had in so many areas of my life and processes that when it came to writing my book a couple of years ago, I sent in the first draft to the editor and I was so excited about it. And a week later, she sent me back an email saying, your book is not ready for copy editing. It needs developmental editing. I was horrified. In fact, I fell apart. Yeah, nice condition response, which was, I'm a failure. I'm useless. See, I can't do this. I'm no good at anything. All of those old ways of reacting and thinking when my expectations weren't met. And in falling apart, I then pulled myself together again after half a day. So it didn't take too long. And changed the pattern of my process and actually going and speaking to the editor to find out why. Amazing how our conditioning is so much based on assumptions. And the assumptions are based on our reference point of our experience. And often are actually not based on the reality of what's going on. Now what the editor shared with me, essentially I knew all of it. But the incredible gift I got out of it was that I realized that after 18 years of delivering the I Make a Difference personal development program face-to-face to people, and also having trained up facilitators that I employed to deliver it, I had become scripted in how I delivered the I Make a Difference program and the words I used and the way I put it across. And the book needed to be written for a reader not someone sitting in a room who was able to feel my energies, see all my physical movements, who I could actually talk to. So I had become conditioned, i.e. scripted, in how I communicated I make a difference. And when I realized this, I was able to see, and I really want to encourage you guys to see this opportunity with conditioning, that I now had a chance to let all of that go and to go internally and say to myself, system and knowing, please help me let go the way that I have communicated I make a difference in the past and help me open up to a new and more powerful way of expressing myself 
and this magical process. And through that, I started feeling more freedom. I felt a shift in me. And ever since, how I describe and share things and explore things keeps evolving and changing and enhancing. And it becomes freer and freer. And so when I started doing the podcast, yet again, I discovered that I started out the podcast coming from now the conditioning of writing a book. And before, so there you go, there's a so for you. So before I even, um, before I even, let's have a bit of fun with this. Before I even uploaded the very first episode, I had recorded episodes, gosh, about 20, 22 times until duh, I woke up and realized the reason this is not feeling right and it's not coming through in a way that I know is fluid is because I'm conditioned again. So I worked with focusing internally, talking to my system and feeling myself take any restrictions off my processing that was going on internally and even going for a walk in the fresh air and working with I let that go and freeing up your energy can help you to start unraveling your conditioning to allow the connection to your knowing and your true self to continue to open up to strengthen and to allow the natural process to flow through more powerfully so you start accessing more of your ability, you start expressing more of your potential and who you truly are. And you go from, well, conditioning that is restrictive and comfortable and the same old, same old, to, wow, what else will I discover about me and where else and how else can I grow and express myself? So with unraveling, it requires consciousness. It requires you being aware of what's my thoughts and my beliefs? Are there patterns to them? And attached to that, listen to your words. Oh, just had one came to mind. When everybody started saying like, it's like, it's like. You know, we become normalized. We want to fit in. We want to be liked. So we even pick up on other people's words and start using them. I found that when everyone started talking about the best version of yourself or, the, or your authentic self, which were two terms I've never been comfortable with and have preferred not to use because to me it became standardized and it didn't feel right for me. I stayed true to what I knew was the way I described things. Even though I had many people who I knew who were similar to me who suddenly started using those words and I could feel a change in their energy. But that was their journey, that was their experience and that was their choice. Interesting, they tend not to use them anymore. And that brings me to one other thing before we wrap up. Businesses and their cultures and even families and their cultures or sports teams, or any type of organization, is where you will find cultural conditioning. Norms of behavior, norms of thinking, norms of doing things. I remember this 
situation so clearly and it really stood out to me around how people are conditioned and how cultures can become quite limiting and restrictive and how they require unconditioning as well. And asking questions like, why do we do this? Or why is this like this? Or what else can we do? And how can we do this differently is part of what will help free them up. I was working with a business that had a number of shifts in it. So groups of people who worked set hours during the day. And this shift, uh, or this group of people, had a new team member start. And on the very first day, This guy walked in and he was, hi, how are you? How are you going? Good morning. And he said hello to everybody and waved out. And the responses he got was standard stuff, sadly. But so you got some last night, mate. What side of the bed did you get out of? Who gave you happy pills this morning? And for a lot of people, they said nothing or they just grunted. Now, this did not deter this guy. He knows who he is. He's very strong and and doing right by himself. So he continued to carry on being him and not allow the culture to restrict him and his expression of who he is. And within one week, there was a turnaround in the culture, not of the company, but of that particular shift, that particular group of people. They started responding. They started saying hello. They started being more talkative. They started being more friendly. And interesting, they started becoming more productive. It's not just you where conditioning is. Conditioning can be happening in your even your home environment. And it's not saying that it's wrong. It's saying, are we doing this because it's the right thing for us? And it's a choice? Or are we doing this because it's based on comfort, familiarization, protection, suppression, limitation, and safety and security? Because when it comes from that basis, then it restricts your growth. It restricts your ability to be who you truly are. It restricts the potential of you and everyone in it from receiving and experiencing what you truly deserve. May you make a magical difference with yourself in unraveling your conditioning. I know I've finished the podcast, but I've come back on to add one more thing around conditioning because this podcast episode has given me a great opportunity to change some ways I do things and to change some beliefs I have and to be able to actually implement those changes. When I was editing the podcast, there is a sound issue. There's a difference in the tone and the sound for a section of the actual recording. And I'm not an expert in this area, but I tried everything I could. I googled, I YouTubed, and I could not change it. I could not alter it. I was faced with the choice Do I redo this whole episode again? Or is it okay that it's not perfect? That the sound the whole way through this episode is not consistently the same? 
And in fact, I'm recording this at the moment with my cats in the background who are eating and making noise, which is something I don't allow to happen when I'm actually recording a podcast. I chose to leave the podcast as it is with the difference in the sound. And the reason being is because I want to change my pattern of conditioning around I have to have it perfect. And so I'm allowing myself to free up even more and to do things even more differently. Back to you, back to you finding areas where you have patterns and conditioning that may be limiting you and hindering you and allow yourself permission to change them up, to make it different, to free yourself of what you've always done and what you've always known. Take care and continue to make a difference by unraveling that condition.